Welcome to NP Edgar, your favorite iteration of Culture Kings. I'm Edgar Mopazir, and as we do on NP Edgar, I have a guest with me who we will sit down and have a wonderful, honest conversation. Today, my guest is a performer, a writer, a director. She is Mary Anthony. Mary Anthony, can I guess your middle name? Yes. Is it Lynn? No. Elizabeth? Yeah. You got uh, it. It's always one of the two. Lynn or Elizabeth? Mm-hmm. Huh, why Lynn? I don't know that I've actually ever met anybody. A Mary Lynn? Oh, okay. Yeah, I get... Uh, and that is the loudest my tone will get for the rest <laughs> of the <this> show. <laughs> Wait, what does NP stand for? Uh, it's a play on NPR. Oh, okay. Got it. Mm-hmm. So it's an NPR-like conversation. I don't know if you've ever heard Culture Kings before. <laughs> uh, I listened to one a long time ago. That's okay. You're not the demographic. Well, actually, you are exactly well, the demographic. I listened to the one where you talked about sports, and then I was like, oh, no, I hope I'm, I hope I'm not going to be asked about it. I mean, no, no, happy no, no, to be no, here, but no. I, don't, I wouldn't have much NPR to say. Edgar is very, very specific. I just have a conversation with a person that I respect and or admire. I learned a little bit more about the person. Oh well, thank you. I'm as you I'm can tell, this is not here. my normal cadence. <laughs> it's not. No, I'm much more. Uh, it's like methodical. Thank you. It's like, um, yeah, wise. Oh wow! So I sound stupid often. Oh God! No, no, no! You normally sound young and. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I sound okay. I could. This is someone a teacher a, a theater teacher actually. Oh, I did boy. do a little bit of theater. Oh, boy. Only a little bit. I hated it. Uh, I enjoyed parts of it, but it's not for me. I mean, I've talked about how much I hate acting too much on this podcast. But a theater teacher once told me, you have no idea how deep your voice is going to get. And I think about that a lot <laughs> while I record this podcast because I'm like, it's pretty fucking deep. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess they were right. They, they knew what they were talking about. No, but I was I felt like it was this deep when they were talking like that. Oh. When they said that, talking like that. Oof. See, I envisioned you doing theater in like middle school or elementary school. That's I, I was not one theater. of those kids at all. I was not. I mean, I guess for a little bit of time, I was enrolled in the, uh, what is it? The Abrams Art Center in Harlem. I believe <laughs> that's what it was called at the time. It may not be there or the Harlem School of Arts. Oh. Uh, it was like a camp. That I went. Oh, cool. For two summers. Never did it again. What production did they put on? I don't think we did that. I was a two I was in this very small version of it, like for like tiny children. Oh, okay. I was not in my teens. Mm, I did it uh middle school, high school, college. I did it all. You uh and I mean this in the most <laughs> polite way, reek of theater. Oh God. Oh no! I I hope I don't seem too theatery because I've been I've been immersed in it and mm-hmm. I feel like I see it. So to hear that. <sighs> now you are from Oklahoma. I am. I'm Have you Oklahoma. ever been in a production of Oklahoma? Um. Yes, I have. How many times? Honestly, only once, which was is it surprising. in Oklahoma? Yes, it was in Oklahoma. Also, Oklahoma had its centennial in. I don't know. I think it was two thousand seven. Mm-hmm. Everybody did Oklahoma. Wow. Everybody was doing Oklahoma. Wow. Yeah. And this was in high school? High school, yes. Uh, and then people just love to do it over and over and over again. Uh, that, was your, that was your senior year? Uh, 2007? Or, that, or my, I might have been my freshman year of college, college I mm-hmm. think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, everybody loves to do it. It's not really that good of a musical, in my opinion. Uh, I don't know <laughs> anything about it. Could you explain to me the plot? Oh, God, if I can remember. I think it's just like a guy moves to Oklahoma. <laughs> I think that's all it is. It's this pop, guy... isn't it? I feel like it's the reference that people always go to. Whenever they like, yeah. they're like, oh, I want to make fun of a musical, they'll say Oklahoma. Yeah, and there's also this middle part where there's this like ballet mm-hmm. that I think it's a dream or something. I don't know. But even as a theater kid who like nerded out on all theater stuff, I was like, what is this? So there's a middle part where there's this ballet that kind of re... It reminds me of, like, um, when you're about to watch an episode of TV and they have the recap part. Yeah. 
but it's like a recap, but it, it's a ballet. It's so boring. It's mm-hmm. always boring. But it's like a recap of that entire guy's life or something? Or? Of, of, of the play. So you're like having a recap of something that you're already watching. It just doesn't. I'm like, what is this? In the this? middle of it? Yeah. That's so funny. I mean, honestly, that's the way I remember it. Who knows? Maybe I'm remembering it wrong. But yeah, because uh, I remember. Someone on Twitter will say that oh. you're remembering it wrong. All oh, right. I hope somebody comes after me for Oklahoma. We, we attract reply guys. Do you, I, that's a phenomenon that you're not familiar with at all no. because you're not on social media. No, I'm not. Reply guys are just, uh, they're people who just get in your mentions and. Oh. They just have to say something. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, I'm not really in social media, so that'll be fun if someone does care enough to say <laughs> something about um, What got you into theater? Because as I understand it, your parents, they're not, I mean, they perhaps have some creative aspects to them, but they're mm-hmm. not in creative fields at all. No, they're not. Um, well, I my brothers were like really athletic. Mm. And I tried my hand at sports and was not very good. What sports did you try? I tried softball. Okay. Uh, I went around the bases wrong once. Too, way too old. <laughs> not at three or four. Like, like you started <laughs> at third base? Like you went to the left? Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. But, and you went all, like, I think at that point it's kind of the fault of the coaching staff because no one said, well, Mary, you're going-, going the wrong way. You rounded the entire I they did and I think I confused their uh you know fervor for that I was doing a good job uh yeah and that happened way too late Mm -hmm. I think that happened when I was maybe 10 so that just gives you a little taste Mm. of yeah I just was not good at any sports softball volleyball tennis I tried them all um and I think I did theater in like Middle school, I think. I've always been really shy, so it was a a good like. I f- it was like a nice way to like express myself, in like a like a medium, I guess you'd say. So, was it like a specific teacher or a? Uh, I'm trying to think. Um, a moment, like I I feel like everyone has that. Yeah. That acting, but you don't need it. You don't need it. <sighs> I'm trying. I mean. I'm trying to think of the first like thing. Probably, I get her name was M- Mrs. Bigger. Oh, Mrs. Bigger. <laughs> yeah. Was she? <laughs> what? Uh. In, in all honesty, <laughs> this is not what you're going for. But she was a very tiny lady. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's I guess that's funnier. Which is funny. <laughs> I think that's funnier. I. I <laughs> The problem with the name Mrs. Bigger is there's so many ways to make fun of it. There really are. Like, you don't even know where to begin. And then there was the obvious thing of she's like a remarkably tiny lady. Yeah. So you already have, it's like almost already this cartoon there. It thing. also sounds like a racial slur. <laughs> it doesn't sound good. <laughs> yeah, I found myself being like, Mrs. B, or like trying to yeah. say other things because it just doesn't sound. It doesn't sound, feel doesn't, good being like, oh, like, yeah. man, Mrs. Bigger pisses me off. Like, oh, boy. Oh, Ooh. no, no, no. Uh, she was very sweet. She mm-hmm. was like my first like good teacher, uh, theater teacher. We did we did a lot of those like. What grade was this? This was like freshman year of high school. Um, we did a lot of those like competitive one act mm-hmm. things, which are mm-hmm. so. I've heard of these. I've I've never oh. understood. Could you explain the concept to me? Because I've heard oh, of sure. these and I don't understand it at all. Great. Yeah. So each school does a one act. And Mm -hmm. it has to be, I think it's like 30, 40 minutes long. Um, And there's just judges that watch the one act and then they decide which ones are the best. And then you go to like certain levels. Is there like any criteria or? (laughs) No, that's what's weird. There's there. I don't even think there's like, um, I do think there's like tech stuff. So like Mm -hmm. they take into account like the set or things like that, and then acting. And then I think those are maybe the categories. You're in middle school at this time. Uh, This was high school, but middle schools do this also. That, uh, like, what do you want from the set? These are kids. I think it's insane. Uh, This is something that I always thought was only true in movies, but it's crazy that you guys really built your own sets. Yeah, yeah. I mean, here's what it would be. It would be one mom or dad that would volunteer, Mm -hmm. and then it would be the two tech kids who would, like, try to help out as much as they could is what it would be. That's so crazy. Yeah. That's so, it would be, like, I don't know. 
I, all of my extracurricular activities, I had no responsibility in building the thing that I was performing in. Yeah, like yeah. If someone's like, hey, do you want to be on the basketball team? We also have to build the <laughs> basketball court. I'd be very upset. Uh, that is true. And I think that's why theater kids tend to be, like, super tight or, like, in there. Because there is something about, like, putting on a show together and, mm-hmm. like, creating it all together. And, mm-hmm. like, you really have to, like, rely on I each other. I promise you I have the same camaraderie with my basketball teammates. And uh, we never built a thing. <laughs> I don't know. Well, see, I never built it either. So it was just uh, the tech kids and, like, uh, scene kids were uh, not scene kids, but, you know, scenic design kids are uh, <laughs> a different – a different breed too, because wow. they definitely never wanted to be on stage. Wow, they were that was the thing that they were into. Yes, yes, wow. yes, yes. That is how many kids went to your high school? Because I went to a very small high school, so which made my high school experience so much different than other people. Mine too. I in my graduating class there was seventy people. See, I got you beat. There were twelve people <gasps> in my graduating class. How did how what? How did that even work? How did like dance? There work? might have been nine. I'm pretty sure oh, three of them no. died at um, some point. <laughs> Oh, my God. It sounds like you went to school in, like, hundreds of years ago or something. (laughs) Oh, yes. All the grades were in the same class. Yeah, yeah. Taught by Miss Brockenmeyer. And she was in love with the local (laughs) farmer. Yeah, exactly. It was forbidden because he couldn't read. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. How? Wait, how many girls were there? Our class class was mostly female. Well, that's good, at least. I was going to say I could see you going to college. Mostly female. One guy dated all of them. Oh. But that was only the school that I graduated from. I think that the school that I ended up, or the school that I went to for most of high school was, I think, 70, 100 kids in the, okay. in the, in the, in the class. Wow. But the one that I finished at was 12. Oh, my God. That's crazy. How is that much different than homeschooling at that point? You know what I mean? Because I feel like that's mm. – homeschooling is at home, but also homeschooling, I think, sometimes – is you find your little network and like homeschooling kids actually go to like this person's house to study this subject and this yeah that's a very good point i i do i do agree that i didn't really have a good experience in terms of finding myself like you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like i was wearing like especially at that school i was like wearing abercrombie and fitch and (sighs) And oh Air Apostle, which you know me now is not not, not who I am at all. I've uh, got a quick question that has nothing please. to do with this. Ask did it away. anyone in your high school again only twelve people, mm-hmm. or did you know anyone who worked as those Abercrombie models that of would course. just be shirtless? Oh, not in a shirtless, mall? but I knew people that people had jobs. Like my friend Rufus worked at Lacoste, I believe was his job. Oh, nice. Uh, I applied to Hollister. Went. Wearing a very tight Hollister shirt to a group interview, <laughs> and it was so clear. I mean, look, I, again, I know that I have low self-esteem and I say mean things about hey, myself, but I was club. so ugly that oh. it was insane. No, I'm telling you, in high school, I was so hideous that I when I showed up to the group school. interview, they were just like, "Why do why do discrimination laws exist that we have to interview this person oh. because they applied?" Like they were so like. What are you doing here? You know that we won't hire you. Especially because I was like, you know, there was the option to apply as a, a stock room. Like, oh, like you know, people yes, in the back. Yes. And the people in the back looked like me. Like, you know, like those were the people who were applying for that job. And I was sitting with the people who were applying to, like, you know, be yeah. in the store. And like, everyone's like, man, if you had just applied uh, to be in the back, you would have made it. That stuff is so backwards. And it's weird how we just kind of accept that that's still like cool like at Mm. my catering job it's that way it's like this unspoken thing i've actually every catering company that i've ever worked for the girls work tray passing you Mm -hmm. know and that kind of stuff and then the guys who don't care and might be i don't know yeah not girls work doing the dishes in the back yeah it's like every time i go to an event i'm like there's a little part of me that makes me feel gross. Are the caterers attractive? Like, do they have yeah. any unattractive caterers? And it's okay if you just want to be like. Uh, I know, no, no. I don't know all... if that's also L.A. It's like the the yes. just the like the standard here is just like, especially any kind of like wealth or being around wealthy people. I feel like there is this expectation of just you must be surrounded by 
nice looking things of course, at all the time. Of course, of course. Even if it's a catering event, it just, it makes me feel gross because I'm like, I just want, I just want my twenty dollars an hour. I I would rather be doing dishes. I think that's why people like drawing room, that bar over on Hillhurst because it's oh, so. I've never been. It is so anti Los Angeles in terms of. The bartenders are like, who gives a fuck? People in there are just, there's like, they, there's a, the first time I ever went there was the first time I ever experienced, maybe this is a really mean story. I was like talking to someone and then the lights came on and I saw what that person really looked like. And I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> like I was, I don't want to, uh, I said too much, but you know uh, what I mean? Like where I was like, yeah. oh, that's what you look like. <laughs> that's you. Uh, but, um. You know, oh. versus public house where oh, yeah. we all know that that uh, that owner only hires uh, female bartenders who are have large breasts. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I didn't know that, but I've noticed it. <laughs> <laughs> I've clocked it. <laughs> it's. I mean, it's true for every single bartender. Oh, wow, that's crazy. Also, what is that called? Isn't there a term for when the lights go on? Isn't there a term for that? I think there is a term for that. And I don't Chris, do you know, know what that I... term is? It's like. Chris does not know what that term is. <laughs> yeah. Chris is a nice guy. He He's such know. a sweet guy. He doesn't guy. think about that He doesn't think about that stuff. What's weird. Chris I... would love anyone no oh. matter when the lights turned on. That's true. That's like a. Do you ever. F... I, I feel like maybe we've talked about this once before. With a, like I fear of being on the other end of that. Hmm. Because lighting in some places can be so crazy in yeah. LA. It can be so that I am like, I could look like a totally different person when, when I step into, or like daylight even. I'm like, this person might see me in the daylight. I could look like a totally different person. Do you really fear that? I really, I really sincerely do. I really, I do. Yeah. Yeah. I do. So I don't want to Don't you? Don't too, you fear oh, that? Oh, I mean, I'm ugly. On the other lights are on, lights oh, off. No, but I think... Okay, here's what I wonder. And then, Everybody uh, I want to ask you a very serious question, but we'll do so after the break. And we have returned from a break. We are still conversing honestly and openly yes. with Mary Anthony. This conversation has moved so far from your career. Yeah, uh, uh, I'm but sorry. That's okay. Is it supposed to? No, okay. it's an honest conversation. Okay, good. I good. just sound like this throughout the entire thing. Hey. I like it. Great. Mary, you were recently pushed back into the dating scene, and we won't talk about why, but you were bringing up this uh, uh, idea of being nervous about how you appear and stuff like that. Yeah. Have you ever had an experience where you went on a date and the person was surprised that you looked like yourself? (laughs) Surprised that I looked like yourself. Like, they were like, oh, (laughs) this is not what was on the app. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, You don't come across as the dating apps type. Oh, God, no, I've never been on one. Uh, you know, I was talking to somebody else about this recently, and I don't know if it's because when I was growing up, I, like, grew up with brothers. I had this, like, weird dichotomy growing up of, like, mm-hmm. in my home, mm-hmm. my dad and my mom, we we valued, like, discussions and having opinions about things and like i would uh-oh here she goes uh, that's how I was treated, she's though. coming up on the soapbox <gasps> i am yeah get ready uh we didn't care about our looks no, or but being I... I was into books before i was into barbie yeah <laughs> i'm being such an asshole i'm so sorry no but we didn't we didn't play with barbies <laughs> that's you're making a joke but that's true my mom is like no i don't think we'll have barbies in the house because that's a bad like uh uh, image mm-hmm. uh but i mean yeah you nail on the head like i never i just didn't think about the way i looked because it wasn't really ever brought up at home mm-hmm. and i was just like oh and then kind of the activities i chose to do and the people i was around it just it wasn't it just wasn't like on the front of my mind i guess you could say i know this to be true about you and i don't want to say that in a mean way but okay. i have a photo of you from high school that you sent oh, me yes. once yes that yes. is the nerdiest <laughs> photo i have ever seen in my life it's very nerdy but i will say i look at myself and i go she's happy she doesn't care <laughs> it's true you she's are laughing thinking, in the picture she's not thinking about anything like about the way i look or yeah, so I don't know. I Did think that, that change when you moved to Los Angeles? Did you feel a pressure yeah. to adjust that? Yeah, I don't, I don't know that I've really 
<laughs> I don't know that I've adjusted. That's the thing. I don't know that I've really uh, healthily come around to it. I think I think I have the opposite, where I just get kind of like really nervous and anxious in mm. situations when I can feel like, like even the catering stuff, where I feel like I'll just feel almost like I've been like hit by a truck mm. or something. I'm like, oh my god. I was hired for this because of the way that I look. Mm. It's like I feel like a child. Does that cheapen it for you at all, like that realization? Or do you just own it and be like, I'm making money? Um, yeah, I think it cheapens. I think deep down it bothers me. Mm. And I have learned to just feel like, okay, but it, bo- it, it does. I don't, I don't like it, you know? I'm probably too unrealistic in being like... This intrigues me. This intrigues me a lot because, one, it's an experience that I don't have to worry about at all, right? Like, I uh, yeah. I have a very misshaped beard that no. I go to work with all the time, and I go, man, this is crazy. I don't shave this at all, and I don't <laughs> care to shave it, but I can see my co- my female coworkers, like, you know, like, oh, fuck, like, my lipstick isn't right. Like, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I'm like, yeah. man, I'm, I, but I'll get out of bed and just be like, fuck it. I mm-hmm. wore this sweater yesterday. I don't care. Uh, so what was that experience like? Like, what was the first big wave of it that hit you? At what age was that? I think probably. Again, I'm, I'm, I don't know any of this stuff. I don't get it. Probably, like, I think maybe when, when I first moved here. Mm. And it was, like, yeah, probably an acting thing being told, like, when when you go to workshops or do stuff or get yeah. in front of casting directors and they tell you your type. I was going to say, that's yeah. a that's a code for it, right? That's yeah, a code. absolutely. Do you know what your type is? Have they told you? Well, it used to be like, oh, I hate this phrase so much, girl next door. I mean, that was the exact word I was going to use. I was going to say, can I guess? Because my guess is girl next door. Which also bothers me. On a, I was thinking about that term the other day and I'm like, girl next door? Then who's in the main house? Like the guy, right? Girl next door, just in and of itself. I'm like everything about that mm-hmm. bothers me Uh-oh. so much. The soapbox is coming. It's back. <laughs> um, that and then I don't know. I think since doing comedy, that's an interest. That's another thing. Mm. And I'm sure maybe you've talked to women in comedy, and that's a weird thing because then it's like, you know, I think. It's like there's an expectation to do it, but you're also penalized if you go too far. Yes, and that was the experience yes. that I had because I was on a team with someone who's been on the pod before, mm-hmm. Riza Lachea, who very much so cares about how she looks. And is very beautiful, of very course. attractive. Of like very she would be someone that I would look at and be like, they figured it lay out. <laughs> yes. But was often penalized and criticized Absolutely. for how she would dress on stage because they were them. like, you're supposed to do comedy. Like, you're not supposed to, you know, that bothers dress me so up. much. That, bo- yeah, and that's I've talked to other women about that, where mm-hmm. it comes down to just like this stupid thing of like, if I wear something too nice or something that I feel like too good in, mm-hmm. like, is that are people gonna laugh less? It's so weird. And the thing it's is, so weird, I but think I think it's true. true. I think you're right. Well, yeah. I think you're right. So some often they feel threatened by you. For yeah, some it's very strange. Why do you think we're so beholden to the idea that comedy only belongs to losers? <laughs> no, for real. I'm being 100 yeah. percent honest. Like that's not a dig no, at anyone, no, no. but like, no, there's I, this idea that you shouldn't look good. Doing yeah, it. maybe it goes like to this like archetype idea or something where it's like the class clown or like the. Mm-hmm. Comedy, it's like it's the person who that's their currency is being funny. So mm-hmm. so if they're funny and they're attractive, it's just a very simple, it's almost like primal. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, this doesn't make sense to yeah, me. Of course. This yeah, this this goes like outside of the box and that freaks me out. Now as a very sexist man. Uh can you tell me about a recent <laughs> experience? Again, no, and I'm being one hundred percent serious. Like I uh I mean, my take on everything is everyone's racist, everyone's sexist, everyone's homophobic, everyone's Islamophobic, all of it. We're all of it because we've been so programmed to be it from the very beginning, right? Yeah. Like, and I think that- I think especially religion. I mean, yes. Because you grew up really religious, right? Very religious. Yeah. Very yeah. religious. And yeah. uh, uh, gender norms are something that we're told yeah. are preached, baked into the Bible, right? Yeah. Like yeah. one of the early stories is that- Adam is literally subservient of Eve. In, I mean, Eve is subservient of Adam yeah. because she's a piece of him. He gave up her oh, rib God, I know. so she could exist. Uh, <laughs> That's so, true. 
I mean, it is true. Yeah. It is yeah. true. Uh, so, like, you know, and there are jokes that pastors make all the time. But I'm so blind to all of that stuff because of programming. Like, when you said girl next door, you're, like, in that statement, it inherently says that the guy is the one in the main house. And I was like, yeah, I never, I never even <laughs> thought of that. I just thought it was a very good movie. Uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> It's a good movie. It's a good movie because it subverts that expectation. Because she's cr- like, have you seen the film? Uh, no, but is that the one with um, what's her name? L- L- yes, the yeah. name that you're trying to say it is her. Yes, yes, yes. I don't know how to say it either, but it's her. Is she like, is she a porn star? Yes, that's the joke. Is that the girl next door? He's looking at her and he's like, you know, because the girl oh. next door supposed to be the sweet. But she's insane <laughs> and like drives him crazy, <laughs> which I think is, I mean, it's obviously it was written by men, so it probably doesn't have that deep of commentary, but I think but still, it's still you know a take a on. A little step. Yeah. A little step, right? A little step. A little step. Blazing Saddles. Oh. A little step. You'll be like, yeah, there's some black commentary in here. I'll take it. <laughs> Richard Pryor did punch-ups on this. Um, but again- Going back to the original point, like it's something that I have no concept of. I'm so unaware of it. What what was a time, you know, on Leroy perhaps, like or anything like that, where you experienced? Because we're both on the same. Oh yes, Leroy, UCB house team, house team. Leroy. Leroy. Uh, a lot of people don't know what UCB is on this podcast. In fact, most people comment and I like, say, "Good for you." They go, "What's UCB? <laughs> Why are you guys always talking about that UCB?" <laughs> I'm like that's. Oh, You're not right. We should talk about it later. Uh, but uh, what was a, a, mm. an experience that you had in which either the looks thing or anything like that, like that, just made it so clear to you that othered you? Um, also, I don't want to sound cocky. I'm not saying that I look great. I think if any, I think any woman. In UCB that... Hey, 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 that, hey, hey, You're doing it right now. You no, don't have to qualify that experience. You don't. But... but You don't have to qualify that experience. Yeah, okay. You are a but I, fine-looking person. That, and that's why I think... I think any woman that just is, like, decent, <laughs> there's something about, like, uh, just being a woman. Um, I mean, you're no Riza. Uh, yeah, we could say that right now. <laughs> that's so crazy. Her, her you're no Riza. Uh... She always had great outfits, and that really pisses me off that she uh, was maybe ever told to dress different. That, uh, uh, no, no one should ever be giving that note. Hey, dress different or I be think, different. I think there's only one person you should give that note to, and that's Amana Doomer, because he wears the same <laughs> Cookie Monster shirt and white shorts to every show. But he, no, he's the, added that multicolored shirt and the black there's, pants. There's he's a, added a second There's outfit. a button down. Yeah. Um, think maybe a polo there's a polo and then he sometimes he throws on a gray hoodie mm. but it's yeah. always those uh is it all birds is that the name of the sneakers yeah yeah it's always those though <laughs> that is the one thing that will never change it's always going to be those sneakers but no yeah is there like an experience that stands out to you man one that you'd feel comfortable sharing Gosh. or you feel uncomfortable sharing i mean oh, hey get my numbers hey. up we're here we're on N- nr yeah np edgar np uh, N.P. Edgar. Uh, I'm trying to think of a specific one. It could be a, a collective of things. I think it's. I think it's sometimes with, um, maybe choosing what to wear. Mm. I definitely have noticed that, and it was a weird thing that I thought was all in my head. Wow. And until I talked to a few other women about it, they're like, oh, no, because it's also something that sometimes if I go just to support people or watch shows, it's something that I've also talked to women about where it's like, yeah, it's it's strange because it can feel like it's a professional space, but it's also a social space. Mm-hmm. And so I've noticed even if I'm like going to see somebody or support their show, laying low, just like doing performance. You still feel like you have to be in representative mode. Where I'm like, oh, it'd be nice to, because I do this so much as do you, that it's like, I feel like I'm always having to wear, you know, something on stage that I can perform in, but. Also look your best because is there going to be a casting director it's, there? Yeah, it's a really weird. Is there going to be a, a, an agent there? Yeah, it's a very weird. Will my ex be there so I can show them that I'm better now? <laughs> oh, God, I hope never. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was speaking of my own ex. Uh, that oh, is yeah. a, a thing that I constantly do at UCB is I go, oh, who's in the crowd? 
Oh, man. I'm going to show have... out. Some exes at UCB? We won't discuss this. Okay. I, uh, that would suck. I'm just saying I feel for you. If I did have some exes at UCB? Yeah, I, I was just thinking. I think we both know that I have an ex at UCB. I think, okay. And I think we both know that I have another ex at UCB as well. I have two. I'm sorry. It's I didn't okay. think about, well, hey, got it. It's okay. These were my choices. These were my mistakes that I made. Not in dating those people, but in how maybe the things ended. I'm sorry. I it's purely okay. meant that question to be an empathetic thing of I saying, I mean, now hey. I'm upset, <laughs> and now I want to fight you. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, that is, you know what? Why that touches me uh you could find a better way to say that. Why that <laughs> strikes me is because uh, you could find a better way. Oh, uh, but why I found that interesting is because I constantly, and maybe people are going to be like, Edgar, you're such a piece of shit. I constantly ridicule Anna for taking so long to get ready. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm always just like, oh, because we're going to take, like, you know, classic. Uh, my humor is a little bit of a king of queens meets. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, um, I get what you're saying, yeah. Constantly. It's kind of fitting into the stereotype of like, my girl takes so long putting on that makeup. But But I'm never considering this idea that she has to represent herself constantly. I'm never thinking about that. Yeah. I'm just thinking, Jesus Christ, on, I want to get there so me and Amon can make jokes before the show. (laughs) I hate walking in in the middle of a herald because I don't know the first beats. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Because she probably has to think a little bit more. Yes. And Anna's also... I think maybe, I don't know if you have talked to her about this, but she's also like very beautiful. So I feel like she probably has also been in the same deal of like, well, <laughs> I I need to make sure like I'm, and maybe she doesn't think about that, but I do. I think. I'm going to say something that may be awkward, but I, again, this is only in the interest of this conversation. Reply guys, reply anyone, please stay out of my mentions. But one thing that Anna, I know that she thinks about a lot is her butt. Uh, uh, and I, you know what? She's my girlfriend. I feel free saying this. It's a very known fact. Uh, she got a big butt. Mm-hmm. And she feels very insecure about performing because she feels like if she wears anything that accentuates that yeah. or shows that off, that immediately no one's paying attention to her jokes anymore. Yeah. And I know that's something that she's deeply insecure oh, about. I wish me... there was a more PC way of saying that no. my girlfriend's got a big butt. No. I, I, I mean, that almost makes me cry for you to say that because I feel like, oh, because she's so funny. And mm-hmm. how... how Oh, that just breaks my heart. But yeah. but it's because she has a point. She knows. She just knows that that's the reality. And, and meanwhile, she just has I'm just to deal like, with it. I'm just going to wear a cool yeah, hoodie. Yeah, totally. I'm going to wear a cool hoodie that says just, sad boys <laughs> on the back. And everyone's going to be like, fuck, that guy's so fucking cool. Yes, yes. With matching red, brand new retro Jordans. <laughs> and that's it. That's all. That's another thing is that. I think that no one talks about that guys can dress up on Harold Knight and look really oh, cool. Oh, totally. I Carl mean, looks so good. I'm always <laughs> jealous of Carl. Every time I see stunts. him. He stunts on Harold yes, Knight. He yes. inspired me. I was like, I'm going to stunt my own way. But he, he stunts hard. He looks so good. That's a that's another reason I love being on a team with Lacey. I Lacey, think Lacey is I've, a. Uh, she inspires me. I'm just like, She's a ground. Because yeah. she's like, fuck it. I don't care. Yeah. I'm funnier than your critiques of me. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. Which but I not think, everyone can have that confidence. I think it's a confidence thing. I do think... There, like you can only have one Lacey per team. Right. I, you I got think, three Laces per team, you don't have a team anymore. Yeah, there is there is something about the dynamic as well. Um, yeah, that's crazy. I think that's also true of... I mean, I don't want to speak. But maybe for I'm being people. sexist and saying that you can only have three confident women on a team, and if you have any more, you're in trouble. I'm just kidding. No. Um, but no, I think like uh, uh, it's very difficult. Like it, you can see, and I've had conversations with her. It's very taxing to be groundbreaking. Oh, sure, yeah. Like she's exhausted by how much she has to defend herself. Oh. Yeah. Do you and ever I, feel exhausted? I feel like, um, well, I don't, okay, I don't know if Be I honest. should say this. No, say it. Look, this is a, say, like, but I what did I tell like, you? I told you when I texted you, I said, it's going to be a real honest conversation. That's good. That's good. Uh, I feel 
I feel as a white person, I might mm. not have. I'm not going to have it as hard as Lacey because Fair. I feel like there's something added in. I'm sure that she feels and that I've heard her talk about before of like, that's an extra pressure and yeah. on so many levels. I think probably coming from her family, you know, of like mm-hmm. really succeeding, really achieving. And then there is like a responsibility probably when she sees other women of color mm-hmm. that she's either coached or just mentored mm-hmm. or anything, or just seeing another woman of color sitting in the audience of mm-hmm. being like, I I have to perform well for yeah. everyone and for myself, but specifically for you. It like I, I need to like show you that that like this is possible and this is done. Whereas as a white person, I've never had to think about that. Maybe for other like maybe like as a woman, I, I've felt that before for like other women, but I think I definitely have it easier in that sense for sure. But I mean, I get that because like, you know, I mean, I think uh, a lot of people don't like when I say this, but I think that white women and black men tend to be linked together a lot because we're both people that have a um, a oppressed and oppressor in our labels. Yeah, yeah. All right, like yeah. I'm black. That is something that that is a group that is con- consistently oppressed. Mm-hmm. But I'm also a man, and that is a group that is yeah. an oppressor. Yeah, white women, there are women, right? Women, women. <laughs> I get so many notes on how I say that word. <laughs> uh, women, women, which is a group that is oppressed. But yeah. <laughs> oh boy, they got that white though, which yeah. is uh, you know an oppressor. So I think yeah. that there's that link. So I get that too, where like. Lacey is fighting twice the battle. Totally. She Absolutely. has two oppressed groups in exactly. her Exactly. Yeah. Totally. There's some people with three. Some people with four. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, a, that's really interesting. I think that's, yeah, there are a lot of similarities. I think also like. There's a very, very good button poetry uh, slam. Is that what you call it? Or a poem. If you, I don't know if you're familiar with button poetry on YouTube. No. There's a really good one where it's a black guy and a white woman doing a poem at the same time. And the black guy starts talking about her issues and she starts talking about his issues. Oh, and they're wow. like, they're kind of the same. Yeah. Again, I'm not saying that they're the same. Please, please leave me alone. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. But, it's, um, it's, it's, it is interesting to think more of like in a Venn diagram. You know, it's like that's not saying they're exactly the same all no. the time, but it's important to be like, oh, I can see that there's similarities. Some crossover there. There's similarities. But there are always things that I won't understand about the other side, and that there are things that the other side won't understand about me, of course. Yeah. But what are things that you enjoy about comedy? Let's oh, not talk yes. about the suffering. What no are some of the things suffering. that you've enjoyed? And how do you feel your theatrical upbringing has lent itself to comedy? Because I would mm. say currently, Mary, mm-hmm. you're having a coming out year. Oh, you're having a coming out. I'm really? watching it again, you know. And uh, That's so nice of you We're to on say. a podcast. We can be frank. Uh, 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 last year, you know, uh, uh, we were... Uh, we were teammates, but we were like, oh, yeah, it's a little rough. We're rough around the edges. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, my ego and, and stuff like that. And, and my uh, ego. Sure, sure. Two yeah. egos. <laughs> I'm glad you said it. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, like, you have just, like, I, I think one of the things that was very awkward with our team, and I think I've talked about this a lot, is there was a lot of ideas of what kind of comedy we wanted to tell. Mm, mm-hmm, and sometimes mm-hmm. that would come at bat with each other, right? Like, yeah. I think you were just like, I want to have a good, clean, first Herald year. <laughs> good, clean, fun. Not clean, fun, but like, you know what I mean? Like, you were just like, I'm figuring this thing out. And I'm just like, yo, how about we say nigga on stage all the time? <laughs> like, how about we just do the crazy? I want scenes where we're all slaves. We're just doing crazy. And like, you know what I mean? I feel like that could be hard for yeah. someone's just like, hey, I'm just learning this thing. And someone's like, yo, can we do scenes where all the white people on our team, we call them racist, like all the time? Like, I could see how those two things could battle. But I remember, and I talk, I think I've told you this story before. I remember the first time <laughs> when you you said, I forgot what the exact, I don't know what the reference was, but you went, hey, you're not black. You can't say that. <laughs> uh, and you were a black person saying that. And I know out of context, we were going to be like, wow, Edgar, that's not funny. But I promise yeah. you, it was so very, very funny. Yeah. Uh, because it was so <laughs> awkward. But 
you're just like having a year where I, it seems like you're really finding your voice and your stride. So oh, thank how you. much do you feel like your theatrical upbringing has to do with that, if at all? And what are yeah. what is that voice? What are you discovering about yourself? You know, I feel like it's going to sound really uh, corny. Let it be corny. But you're being interviewed, girl. You know, I feel like really. Uh, that was my LaQuisha audition. Oh. Do you know who LaQuisha is? I don't. Oh boy. Who uh, is that? It's a uh it's a, a movie that's coming. I'm cutting you off so much. No, I'm no, so no. Sorry. I I'd, I'd want to hear about this. Uh it is a a movie that is coming out soon where a um white man can't get a job as a radio host. Oh no. So he uh puts on a black voice, a black woman's voice and then becomes a radio sensation. What? But tell me about how you're finding your voice. In oh, my God. Wait, who's in that? Who's starring It's in that? no one famous. Jesus. I'll show you the trailer when we're done recording. Okay, it's very okay. good. Wow, wow, wow. Um, oh, that's all I can think about right now. And I'm thinking of, well, I'll tell you later. Uh, um, I, think, I think maybe uh, my theatrical stuff is playing into it more like, Instead of thinking, I, I've had a little bit of a of a like perspective shift mm-hmm. of instead of like focusing on all the things that I don't do or the things I wish I was good at or mm-hmm. wish I was better at is mm-hmm. like really using the things that I'm that I'm good at or what I'm okay at. What are those things? Because you're fighting against this type girl next door, and I want to hear how you are fighting against it. Hmm. I know how, but tell the audience. Well, please, I don't know. I'm figuring oh, that you've out. You've been very, you've been telling some very dirty jokes lately. You've been. Uh, Have I? Yeah, I mean, like it's been fun to watch how you go, and this is so inside baseball for people who don't know about our team. But like Josh will like make a joke about you, and you'll give it right back. Oh and yeah. Almost dirtier, meaner than how Josh <laughs> gave it to you, and I'm like, oh, I see it. I see a little bit of edge. Is <laughs> yeah. that is that intentional? Is that? You know, I don't think it was intentional. I think it's me just coming around to like being, you know, you get older and you care less. <laughs> yeah. And it's so hard to fight against something that's been given to you, right? Like sometimes yeah. you just want to roll over and be like, fine, I yeah, am the yeah. girl next door. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely true. I mean, if we really want to get into it, I'll, I'll give the cliff notes. But Give the cliff notes. You know, I think getting out of a really long unhealthy relationship mm-hmm. was a part of that because you know mm-hmm. in a relationship you have a role right and did you feel like you're kind of in that role oh yeah. yeah 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 very very much so so it's like if you're in something that isn't good or healthy and you get out of it that's just another reminder to go oh I can like decide who I am and who I want to be I don't have to just fall into this role because it's habitual or because it's what someone else thinks I should be or it's better for their life um yeah I think that probably has a lot to do with it I think um not like being a little um more open to trying things that might not be on the path like that you think you should be doing really helps you Mm. like I never would have considered myself like a writer ever and i don't even know that i do now but i'm just becoming more i was brave i was, about I remember, trying it yeah i remember when you uh you were like i'm writing and i was like oh like but i think that that's it like yeah. you know what i mean like that's like you have to push against that whatever's yeah. telling you no that's not yeah. your part that's not yeah. your role yeah i think and it's me i'm telling you that <laughs> i think yeah i don't know maybe you can relate being like religious growing up but i think there is this weird thing at war inside of me sometimes where I am, I feel like you're probably going to laugh, but I feel like there is a huge part of me that's very anti-authority. But then there's another part of me that is like way too trusting sometimes of like like oh, oh, if if my agent says I should do this or if 100%. my improv coach says I should do this 100%. or whatever it is, like I just go, "Yes," because that that's because they and I don't know if that's cuz I had really good parents and I could just put absolute trust in them as authority figures. They always were like good examples and still are. So of I think course. that's a little bit of it. I am lawful chaos uh, because oh, uh, yeah. I have that idea of like, no, like the society does work. Like, yeah, all yeah. like, because like you said, from that Christian upbringing, but yeah. then, you know, there's also the part of me just like burn everything down. Yes. And there's another part of me that get, has like an aversion to like, I have a weird 
aversion to wearing any kind of uniform in any way at all. Oh, wow. And I have like, and, but yeah, and then there's a little part of me if there's anything like where I feel like I'm being told to do something or like I get this way at like jobs too that I don't have any passion for. I, I will get very, I have so little patience for being told what to do. I get it. I totally get it. Yeah. Mary, there's something that was trending on Twitter as we're wrapping up. There was something that Ooh. was trending on Twitter. Uh, it was uh, advice. I believe it was advice that you would give yourself 10 years ago. Oh, my God. Okay. 10 years ago. Wait, you go first. Do you know? Me? What would yeah. I would give myself 10 yeah. years ago? So I'm 20. I don't know. I won't say my age. So that you don't have to. Um, I don't mind. Okay. So then I'm, I turn 28 next week. Oh, my gosh. That's right. That's right. Uh, well, next week from the time that this will be airing. Not next week. Today. Oh. Um, but 10 years ago, I would have been 18 years old. Oh, my God. So, or turning 18. Hmm. You know what's interesting is I check Facebook memories every day. I check it. Really? Yeah. Oh, boy. Man, I found a really bad one. This week, I found one that said, Louis C.K. is my role model in every single way. <laughs> <laughs> I deleted it so fast. I'm like, delete that shit. Get that shit out of here. <laughs> said in every single way. I mean. Uh... that's If I had just said Louis C.K. is a role model, it would have been fine. It would have been fine. But I said in every single way. Um, I, I didn't think I was going to tell anyone that. But I was like, I should bring this up because it was so crazy that I found it this week. But um, I was looking, and man, my Facebook posts in 2008, 2009 were terrible in terms of, like, I wanted attention and someone like me so bad. As do most 18-year-olds, uh, though. Of course. But I think something that I would tell myself then, which still applies to me now, is stop fighting so hard for people to like you because most of those people suck. Yeah. And you're going to learn that the hard way. That's true. Uh, I've learned so many times that people I admired, people I had crushes on and stuff like that, that they kind of turn out to be assholes. Yeah. And uh, I was wasting energy. And I wish I had wasted that energy into myself and discovering mm. myself. Because, again, the fact that I was wearing Hollister and Abercrombie <laughs> and Fitch and not just – and I knew who I wanted to be back then. Like, I was still into skulls and – the idea of death and wanting to be weird. I wanted to be in a rock band, but I would stop myself because I'd go, I can't do that. I can't yeah. be that weird. Yeah, yeah. I, and I, I wish I had gotten into that earlier because mm -hmm. then I don't think I would have went to PUC. I probably would have fought hard and tried to go to NYU mm -hmm. or Columbia College of Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And I would have gotten to who Edgar is now a lot sooner. Yeah. And who knows what that could have been like. But also, you know, who you are now so it's an it's, absolute waste of energy no, and space and should be buried at sea. It's because of all the things that you went through. Mm. So those play in just as much. This is like a the classic question of like, is it better to have just lived your life just as you did? Mm -hmm. Or like, what would you have done different? Oh, man, what do I tell, tell myself? I'm 30, so I would have been 20. Mm -hmm. So I, I think I would have been, I think that's like sophomore year. Mm -hmm. Um. It could be as specific as you want it to be. Oh, yeah. Because I saw your brain, and I saw you do the math, and I was like, yes, Mary, that is true. You were. Uh, you know, I would probably say uh, maybe not him. Yeah, that's completely fair. Uh, but then I would say the same thing to you, which is yeah, you wouldn't end up here. Yeah, you lived your life and you ended up here. I did. So what's a more? What is behind? And that's kind of a cop out because that's like you know. There's but a what's lot behind of... not him though? What is behind not him? What is the sure. the more concrete lesson behind not him? Which is mm, maybe maybe oh, that's tough because now that I'm thinking about it. All I did was like fall in love, you know? Mm. That's all that happened. And I was able to, in the craziest way, I was still able to pursue everything that I wanted to pursue. Yeah. So maybe I would just tell myself, like, I mean, it sounds corny, but like, listen, listen to yourself a little bit more. I think that's what I was hearing. That's yeah. what I was hearing when I was like, not him. I think. What you're saying yeah. is there's sometimes this internal voice that you yeah, ignore. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's um and I think I'm listening to it more and that's probably related to me feeling more free in many ways. Like, I mean, you're wearing overalls. Hey, I'm wearing overalls. On a Saturday. On a Saturday. Uh, on a day where I would say it's pretty cold outside. <laughs> it is. It's a bit I I hope that it warms up to be honest. Um I also wear these on days when I feel tired because it's the closest thing to like a onesie that mm. an adult can wear. It's mm-hmm. just you throw it on. And look professional still. Yeah, and look like I put some effort in. The outfits on the L.A. professional scale are kind of crazy. Oh, yeah. I don't understand. Yeah. Like you uh, can wear overalls and people will be like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so much so that sometimes in an interview I legitimately am like, what am I supposed to wear? Because you can truly probably yeah. wear anything. Yeah, it's yeah. so weird. Uh yeah. Well, I love that. I love that idea of listening to yourself more. I mean, and listening to you talk now, it seems like even in the fact that you're just like, all I did was fall in love. Like, you're being so much more forgiving to yourself. Oh, that's a hard one. Mm. Maybe that would be another one, too. That's, I mean, let's be real. That's going to be a lifelong journey. <laughs> <laughs> Especially, again, growing up religious where you're taught you're bad. Yeah. Well, Mary, you have no social media to plug <laughs> no. but you do have something that people can find on the internet of yours oh so uh, why don't you tell the people about that and how they can watch it and enjoy it oh are you talking about my sketch yeah <laughs> uh i have a sketch it's actually the first thing that i've kind of put out into the world that mm-hmm. i wrote and i did it with um seventh grade which is an amazing uh team of comedians also Kind of UCB based, but they do their own thing. Um, so please check out my video there. It's called Diva Cup 007. <laughs> okay. Guess what that's about? It's I don't know. Pretty crazy. All right. Uh, but they also have a bunch of other stuff too. They're great. So just check out Seventh Grade. That's right. An all there. Asian sketch group. Yeah. Fantastic. Also great dancers. Yeah, very great dancers. They cool. do a lot of dance sketches. Yes. We were in one together. We in were. that dance one. That's right. Mm-hmm. Did you keep that romper? That romper. I still him. have it. I still have it. Will I ever wear it? Probably not. Oh, you got it. Just write a sketch where you have to wear it. Okay. I'll think about it. <laughs> I don't do much performance. Well, Mary, it was so excellent con- conversing with you. Thank you for having me. This was really nice. Thank you for putting up with my weird energy today. Oh, no. Thanks. My energy was a little weird, too. I was so I don't nervous. Think it was. You were okay. so honest. And oh, good. Talked about real stuff. Chris seems to have a great time. Is Chris? Where's Chris? I don't know if he's There's even there. Chris. There he is. He's having a great time. Having a great time. Well, thank you so much, Mary. Thank and thank you. you to the audience for listening to NP Edgar. Uh, perhaps you're listening in your car. Perhaps you're listening on your commute to work. Hmm. Perhaps you're listening on an airplane. Who knows where it's headed? Mm-hmm. You bought a ticket and you said, I don't know where I'm going, but I'm going somewhere. Whatever it is, the reason that you're listening. Thank you. You can follow Jaquise at Jaquise Neal on all social media, at Awfulgram on Instagram, and at Edgar Mobazir if you're trying to follow me, at Culture Kings Pod. Thank you for listening.